this is the part before we do the podcast every time where me and one of us, whoever's job it is to play the intro song, will fumble around with the chord. I didn't want to do that in front of a group of people, so I gave Timmy that job today. <laughs> Cheers, bro. <laughs> So just to reiterate, this is being recorded. It will be on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So if you'd like your voice to be part of it, please join us on that mic there. G'day, g'day, and welcome to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. And we are at last chance. Say hello to the people listening, people who are here with us. That was kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah. I nearly couldn't say it. It was so confusing. <laughs> so we just had an awesome set uh, up from uh, Bill Gilding. So cheers to Bill for coming Good up and doing Bill. that. My, uh, my favourite part was the tour de fuck. That's a fantastic line there, dude. <laughs> so how's your week been going, Cam? It's been good, man. Um, I started a new job this week uh, and had like tried to get to know everyone. I've, I've only worked there two days, did two days this week. Uh, I met a lady that I instantly want to hear more from. Uh, I said, what did you get up to this week? And she said, oh, you know, my daughter started at a new school. It's very concerning, very worrying. I was like, oh, why is that? She's like, you never know who she's going to fall in with. I was like, I guess, uh, probably not the guy to talk to. And she's like... And why is that? What's that? Why is that? Um, oh, no reason. I just mean, like, she opened up to me when I first met her. And then I said, well, what are you going to do about it? And she said, oh, I'm just going to put spyware on her phone, <laughs> which is... Uh, and I said, oh... Like, how deep does that go? She goes, well, we can log into her phone whenever we want and we can just see what her camera on her phone is seeing. <laughs> She's like, my husband found out about it, so we've just installed it on her phone. I was like, whoa, that seems intense. And she's like, well, I paid for the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people have been telling me about my phone in China. So I just got one of the new, I call it Hawaii because I don't really know how to pronounce it, but people say it's Huawei. Is that, does anyone know it's this neither. phone? <laughs> is it neither? What is it? <laughs> I think it's Huawei. Huawei. Yeah, it's like hooray. Am I still not saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> A child saying hooray. Harambe. Yeah. Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the people tell me that China mm. have, have, uh, have got onto uh, these phones and that they are monitoring all, all, of your, all, all of your everything that you put on this phone, which when I first got this phone, I thought that the fingerprint technology was really cool, the facial recognition was real cool, but now it's not as cool. You're concerned now. I'm very concerned. I'm actually blown away that Timmy even has a smartphone because for maybe, oh, I, as long as I've known you, but maybe seven years all up, you had like a, a rip-off, not even a Nokia brick. <laughs> A rip-off of a Nokia brick It was phone. Telstra brand. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. But then I had, I went through a stage of having like secret iPhones. Oh, yeah. Where, where I'd have them just to listen to podcasts and to, and to music on the train. Wi-Fi only iPhone user. The worst. <laughs> the absolute worst. But now you've dabbled in the smartphone world and you chose the 
yuckest brand of smartphone. The cheapest. Yeah. <laughs> the How cheapest and the yuckest. It's good, man. I like being in the community. And uh, many people have welcomed me. Welcomed uh, me into the Can into I just the check in with the community? Do we welcome him into the community? Does he count as part of the smartphone community with that Huawei? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I feel like no one in this room is poor enough to have ever said the word Huawei. <laughs> It's a great phone. I actually, I actually do recommend it to people, just anyone that asks me about it, because part Who's of it is... asking you about that? <laughs> part of it is I just don't want to be alone anymore in the, in the, in the, in the Huawei crew. I would like a few more members. Is anyone interested? I know, I know no I'm way. Mm. Don't be sucked in. <laughs> I just realised too... Can you see right up into my dick? Yeah. So I, so I, I, I only have like one pair of jeans at the moment and they have a rip right in the crutch. And I'm usually standing, so it's not really much of an issue. But then sitting down here, I can see it's like, you guys are, you guys are right in the best spot too. The worst part was, it was the exact moment you said, can you actually see? And I thought, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Uh, you poor guys, and don't don't move. Timmy won't do anything. You guys don't need to do anything. <laughs> That's just the setup for the next hour. We got a new cat at our house oh. this week, yeah, yeah. Um, a new cat, and uh, so that's that's two cats at the house now, and the cat, uh, Dobby, his name is, and he's real cool. Yeah. He does a thing where he goes like this, and he kind of looks like he's a fighter getting ready for a, getting ready for a biff. Yeah, yeah and what, I enjoy what is that. he actually getting ready for? I don't know. I don't know. He just... <laughs> He just kind of goes around. He kind of looks a little bit like a, like how a weasel would would move their neck, uh, you know, yeah. or like a or like maybe a meerkat. Yeah, yeah. He looks very weasel like so actually. Something. Yeah, but he's but he's cool. I like him. We, well, he slept in my bed last night, so you'd like to think that someone that sleeps in your bed is trustworthy. Wow! If only. <laughs> Uh, you live with my favourite cat of all time, yes. Kittles. Mm-hmm. Um, Personality-wise, Kittles, if you haven't met this cat, is extremely affectionate, kind of like a puppy with a good heart, like rubs his face against you, like sits like a, a rebellious teenager, like feet up type thing. What does, uh, what's it called? Dobby. What does Dobby. His, yeah, how does Dobby's personality compare? Do you think he's got that same open heart? Yeah, I think, I think they'll be mates, man. I think, mm. I think they're both chill. They, they might have a little bit of a rumble, but they're both, they're both not very coordinated. Okay. So it's going to be which, which cat is less coordinated is going to be the loser. Yeah, There's right. going to be no winner in the bit. There'll be really. no bloodshed. No. Just a lot of hurt feelings. <laughs> just heaps of hurt feelings. <laughs> and just heaps of just death stares across the room afterwards, I think. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. But no, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Should we jump into some obscure news stories, Cam? Let's do it. Who wants to start off this week? Um, I'll start if that's cool because I've got that good news one for the end. Hit me. All right. Chinese doctors remove spoon from man's throat one year after he swallowed it on impulse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that added bit yeah. there, there. on impulse. Yeah. Chinese doctors have removed a 20-centimetre-long spoon which was stuck in a man's throat for a year. The man, aged in his early 20s and identified only as Mr. Zhang, swallowed the spoon in 2017. He did this on impulse while betting with his friends. The coal mine general hospital said the steel spoon (laughs) became lodged in his esophagus but as he suffered no pain or discomfort, Mr. Zhang didn't seek medical attention to remove the utensil. 
It wasn't until he was recently punched in the chest <laughs> that the spoon became a problem. He turned up at the hospital with breathing difficulties and chest pain. They did x-rays and the x-rays shocked the doctors. So he didn't mention it till after the x-rays. He's like, oh, I don't know what it could be. He's chucked me through the machine. He said, I was very surprised. Uh, sorry, no, he didn't. The hospital's ear, nose, and throat specialist said I was very surprised. I have never encountered a similar patient. The hospital published a public safety warning after his procedure, urging people to avoid swallowing foreign objects, <laughs> such as cutlery. This is a, a line out of their statement to try and help people avoid doing this. Don't be impulsive and do things that hurt you. <laughs> it's fair, though. <laughs> it just seems so casual. So twenty. So the, the spoon was 20 centimetres long. Yeah. That's like almost a ruler. Yeah. What sort of spoon is that? Is, is that a normal dessert spoon? Could be one of those. Is it normal Is that about one? 20 centimetres? Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, soup. That would be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, as wide as possible. And I love how he's just getting into fights as well. There's yeah. one thing that he's not worried about. Yeah, he sounds like the roughest dude. Not only does he ram a spoon down his throat, not worry about it for a year. The hospital, <laughs> when he gets punched in the chest that he chooses to, say, to take a look, though I'll go to the coal mine hospital. <laughs> If you're going to get in a biff too and you've got a spoon still lodged in your chest, yeah. you go, only headshots. He's Generally, rugged. it's the other way around. Yeah, but man. you just want only headshots, no chest shots at yeah. all. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> what a piece of work. <laughs> all right. We got a new story here, Cam. Man was alone with dog, which bit off his genitals. Oh. A man who was induced into a coma after his genitals was savaged Oh, I love that saying, was savaged <laughs> by an old English bulldog, was alone in the room with the animal. Who thinks they know where this is probably going to be going? Anyone? I feel like All it's right. going to become raunchy. <laughs> the man who has not been named, you know, you know it's raunchy when they don't name them as well, yeah. like, <laughs> was also alleged to have applied peanut butter or another food spread onto his crutch area. It was peanut butter. <laughs> before his genitals were bitten off by the animal. Um, let's have a little, let's have a little round the, good day, Dino. Let's have a little uh, round, round the circuit here. Yeah, what are some of the other spreads that could have been, that could have been applied on there? Are you thinking more sort of, uh, breakfast honey? spreads? Uh, honey? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe, what custard. are you thinking? Custard? Ooh. <laughs> Nutella, yep. <laughs> A meat spread. Oh. oh, like Spam. Yeah, like an, uh, yeah. A nice spam would work really well. Oh, a pate oh. is good as well. I don't think, I thought the story already was gross enough. <laughs> but imagining a man licking his lips, covering his crotch in pate, <laughs> has topped it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Gemma. I think where you went wrong, uh, if, you, if you wanted a successful blowjob from the dog, mm. I would say that. It. <laughs> well, it is what it is, dude. And I would say, like, you know how with peanut butter, when you go to spread it, it does get a little bit lumpy, which yeah. may, like, entice the dog to get a bit chewy. You mm. want something that's going to only want licks. So honey would be good. Yeah. Um, jam would also be good. More liquid-based stuff. Mayo? Mayo would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the... the uh, the dog, it's, it gets a little dark. The dog was then taken and, uh, and put down. Oh. Um, yeah. So es a, essentially shot for giving a bad oral. 
Well, that's essentially what it was for, right? Because if he gave a good, if he, if the dog gave good oral, yeah. he'd probably be around. Which he probably had in the past. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that it's right. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like such... I think the guy, he doesn't deserve to be shot, but the guy deserves to face some of the blame there. It's not that the dog attacked mm. him out of the blue. No, maybe a humiliation thing for, for the guy. Maybe, like, walk down the street... Uh, with, the, with the shame bell kind of Game of Thrones style, I think. Tell me more about the shame bell. <laughs> oh, the Game of Thrones shame bell. Oh, it's just you walk down the street in the nude, maybe with peanut butter on his arm. Oh, it's hard to walk down, walk a guy down the street that is missing all his genitals, though. Yeah, like, maybe he's covering over a wound. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe he's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is quite a punishment for the rest of his life. <laughs> Queensland woman. Oh, I'm just going to take a moment. Um, that was my fault. This mic is recording, so I'm just going to be really dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but this mic here. But that mic there. Anyone is can. Anyone can jump on this mic here. All right, hit me, Cam. Feel like a real gnarly parent. Like <laughs> well, you just never get it. You just never get to use it. I'm just going to cut your PlayStation cord. <laughs> Queensland woman ruins a child's Halloween. A woman from Queensland has revealed the bizarre handwritten note she discovered in her letterbox the day after Halloween. Kelly Meyer from the Sunshine Coast received a letter from a young trick-or-treater scolding her for not opening the door when this eager trick-or-treater came a-knocking. Here's what the note says, and it's all in, like, child handwriting with um, faces that have tears coming out of the eyes. Good job. You just, <laughs> you just made a sweet, innocent kid like me have a horrible night. Horrible in all caps. Just by not going to the shops and spending one to three dollars on a bag of lollies and opening your door to the sound of trick or treat, said the note. Well done. I hope you have a great day knowing that you've made dozens of kids disappointed and miserable. I hope I'll see you next year. Happy Halloween, I guess. <laughs> How old's this kid meant to be? Well, they reckon he's like seven. Super articulate for a seven-year-old. Yeah, and the fact that he included sarcasm in the note, I respect him. And it's hard to, it's, it's hard to convey sarcasm in written form as well. Yeah. yeah he's done a fantastic job. <laughs> he's done very, very well. I reckon she'll never make that mistake again. Like, Halloween is going to be a big deal. She'll be one of those ones that goes overboard and has, like, ghosts hanging on the front door and all that. She's gone full haunted house now. Yeah. From, 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 this, from, this, point, from this point on. I reckon, for sure. <laughs> All right, next story we got. A Humvee dropped from US plane lands in playground seven miles from Target. Whew. So the three-ton vehicle landed in an area where children play every day. Um, it was during school time, so all the kids uh, were – no kids were there. But uh, So it drops down and then the, the parachute – uh, gets loose, yeah. and the Humvee, which weighs uh, three tons, uh, came, comes down and lands straight on top of where the kids are playing. Mm. Now, at first you think this is a real negative thing, right? There could have been kids playing there, kids could have died. On the other turn, mm. I'd, I'd, I don't think you could ever find something cooler in a playground than after school <laughs> finishes and you rock up and there's a US Humvee sitting there in your playground. Yeah, man. I remember it made me think, Made me think back to uh, the playground down the road from our house. 
And the only cool thing that we ever found there was porn. Mm. <laughs> we found some syringes once, which we thought was pretty cool as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only thing we ever found was porn. But it was the good porn because back in the day, I grew up in Queensland, and you could go to like the, the corner store and get those, the, the, pill, the people and like the picture magazines, but it was never any sex. It was just naked people. And these were the kind of magazines that you could only get at adult stores. So like full... Dick and uh, dick and pussy, yeah, full yeah. penetration, man. <laughs> and it's like when you when you when you're sort of like a, a 10, 11, 12 year old, and you see full penetration in the park for the first time. <laughs> it's a really important part of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the so the army's come out right. This is a really good part of it too. So um, the army's statement was. Uh, a load of some kind was released early and we're looking into how it happened. Everything went as planned except for the early release. So they're like, everything's sweet. The, the, yeah. <laughs> Focus on the fact that the parachute worked, <laughs> the fact that the Humvee wasn't damaged from the landing. <laughs> Fuck the kids, though. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear more about the syringes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we didn't touch them. We knew like, we knew that if you, if you saw any syringes, not to pick them up or anything, mm. but it's just exciting. Yeah. When, you, when you're like, uh, oh, you've got to stay away from th- these things and you see them for the first time. Who was like the angel of the group that took them and told an adult or did you tell an adult? No, we just left them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the it, porn? It, it wasn't heaps of, yeah, because that's the thing. If you tell them about the syringes, then you t- tell them about the porn as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And no way we were giving that up, bro. <laughs> uh, have you guys heard about the bear thief who looks like Ross from Friends? Are you familiar with this headline? Okay. Oh, <laughs> grizzly thief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the bear thief who looks a lot like Ross from Friends has one lady worried because she thinks that's her long-lost son. So last week, a bear thief from England was uh, went viral all over the internet because he looks like Ross from Friends. The police in Blackpool, which is where it happened, released an image of the thief to appeal for information, and the post quickly became viral because he looked so much like Ross. However, while the picture was simply a source of amusement for both, one woman from Swindon is 100% convinced it's the first picture she's seen of her son who went missing 11 years ago. Susan Trowbridge, 58, was shocked when she saw the picture of the thief, who she believes bears an uncanny resemblance to her son, Paul. Susan's adopted son went missing without a trace on the 1st of July, 2007. I think we're starting to become one of those crime podcasts. Yeah, dude, I like it. Keep going. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> she said that even as a teen, Paul resembled the friend's character. Susan told The Sun Online, someone sent the appeal to my daughter saying he looked a lot like Paul and she showed it to me. I'm his mum. Call it mother's instinct or whatever you want, but I'm 100% convinced it's him. It's his eyes. It's the way his hair pulls. I can just tell. It's the first picture I've seen of him in 11 years and it's amazing. The last time Susan saw Paul was when she waved him off at the airport prior to a holiday and he went missing two weeks later. Susan contacted the police and they told her that the thief is not Paul. Susan said, I emailed the police, I told them I was his mum, and they came back to me and said, the man in the CCTV isn't Paul. I just don't know how they can be so sure. They haven't arrested anyone or named a suspect, so they can't know for definite. And that's it. (laughs) I 
love it. And you wound that up so much and it's just yeah. like, you made it, me feel so like, in, that it was the most important thing in my life right then, bro. I was so emotionally invested in that. I want, just to be like, you, but you're getting no yeah. closure. So take that to bed with you tonight, that feeling of unrest. <laughs> Yeah, I, when I read this one, I nearly didn't bring it as one of my stories for the show because I was like, it just feels like it gets to this point where then the sun turns up, but no, nothing happens. The police said, it's not your son, leave us alone. <laughs> um, I'd, so, so Ross uh, came out and also did uh, a reenactment, right? Yeah. 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 It's a great video. Sorry if you haven't seen the original bear thief who looks like Ross from Friends. It's a grainy image. The camera's angle is like up from a security camera. And he's just carrying a box of beer, and Ross reenacted it with a box of beer and got pretty close, I reckon. Yeah, he did a good job. He's a good actor. Yeah. I reckon he's the best character on Friends by far. He's my favourite too, and I've barely yeah. watched it, but he just seems likeable. Well, he's, he's, I reckon he's my favourite because he's the most psychotic, Yeah. in my opinion. Has anyone here ever watched Friends without the laughing track? Yeah. It is, it is a really twisted fucking thing. It's like, it, dude, it turns it from a, this great comedy into, into a, like some sort of like, like horror thriller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real <laughs> twisted. If you haven't watched it, you can go on YouTube, Friends Without the Laughing Track. It's a, it's a, it's a good laugh. Yeah. Um, has anybody got anything? I just feel like we have a, a guest microphone and I'd like to take advantage of it. Would anyone, now that I made a big scene and yanked the other one out of the cable, <laughs> I'm trying to become a good parent again. <laughs> Would anyone like to join us for a moment? I got one. Yeah, yeah jump yeah. on up, All right, Bill. give it up for Bill Golding. Yeah, man, Joe, you, you take the lead on this one, dude. All right, so this one, California cops secure escaped pig by luring it home with Doritos. Yes. <laughs> the, sub, the subtitle being, this is nacho typical police call. <laughs> cops in California say a runaway pig was unable to resist the lure of a highly popular Frito-Lay snack. According to the San Bernardi, Bernardino? County Sheriff's Department deputies were dispatched to the Highland area on Saturday after report of a large pig hoofing it on a residential <laughs> neighbourhood. Um, the caller reportedly described the roadhog as a real porker comparing it to the size of a mini police horse. Um, skip it down a bit. They located the pig but had no way to gain control of the animal, the Sheriff's Office said in a press release. The deputies knew where the pig lived and devised a plan. <laughs> that plan, according to the police, consisted of Ponce rece retrieving a bag of Doritos tortilla chips from a lunch sack. Once the hog sampled the melt-in-your-mouth goodness, he was apparently eager to pig out. Luckily for the deputies, the pig was no iron swine. Fuck, this is terrible. <laughs> take such a funny story and then just nuke it into the absolute <laughs> ground with puns. Um, Followed down the road filmed the bizarre roadside picnic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were able to put him back in and secure the gate, Deputy Pond said. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for Bill. Thanks, Bill. Stay there, Bill. Stay there. Give it up to Bill and fucking <laughs> It's like happy birthday. You just have to stare at them <laughs> in silence while they're celebrating you. <laughs> um, so I think that is a sign of these cops being good cops. Like too often we hear stories about cops maybe getting a little carried away. Mm. Um, maybe uh, treating somebody way more poorly than the crime that they've committed. 
But I think these cops are like, yeah, man, we don't have to, we don't have to zap this this pig or even put it in a net. Those are the two ways you normally catch <laughs> pig catching, and they don't call it electrocution. Zap him, either zap him or put him in a net. Um, we'll we'll lure him with something that he loves. We'll give him an experience that he'll like forever to to capture him. I think it's nice. I think it's good a sign of good cops. I think area. it's great when you can turn any experience that's going to be really shitty and turn it into something that's going to be a really nice experience for that person or pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, it was like when I got my wisdom teeth taken out and I went in and I, I, I the the doctor said he gave me the gave me the nos and said, "Have you done this before?" I lied and said no. Yeah, and then. So I'm huffing down on this nos. He goes, just keep keep huffing it until you until you feel weird. And so as I start to 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 get real real messed up on this on this nitrous, he lowers the seat down, and on the ceiling is is a TV with the Eagles live in concert playing and surround sound yes. over all the over over all the walls. And that was like my Doritos. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> That's a great, great example of relating to a pig. <laughs> my my favourite thing about it is I reckon because they're American cops, they took exist, an existing case and their existing principles and were like applied it to somewhere else. The, the, how decisively they describe how they formulated the plan clearly shows that they'd done this type of thing before. Yeah, yeah. it's and documented. It's probably, I wonder if it's at the point which is basic training. It's just like, now if you ever need to like capture some type of animal or non-compliant being, just Doritos, Doritos, whatever it is they're interested, just drag that all the way until they get home. <laughs> Perfect. Well, do you want to stick around? I got I got one more uh, story, Bill. Do you want to stick around and join us for this one? Sure, man. Um, so the headline is: Scientist stabs colleague who kept telling him endings of books he was reading. <laughs> Now we've all we've all been in this situation before, where we know it's fucking annoying. So a scientist working in a remote outpost in Antarctica allegedly stabbed his colleague because he kept on telling him what the endings of his books were. Sergey um, and Oleg were often would often spend hours reading during the four years they worked together in the lonely location. Yeah. According to re- according to reports, Sergey has told Russian investigators that he saw red and an attack. Oleg with a kitchen knife when he once again ruined the ending of one of his books. <laughs> now these guys, these guys look like um, pretty, pretty reasonable, good dudes, and they also they're 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 really famous scientists as well. Just to prove that just because you're educated doesn't mean that you can't be a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that shows really well. And plus, they're Russian. This is one of our favourite things in in this podcast is talking about crazy fucking Russian people. The most entertaining people on the planet. Yeah, man. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just had a flashback of, I don't know if it's a similar situation, but uh, I grew up with a best mate called Mike. Me and him were both strange little homeschool boys, and what I would always do is I would start telling a story to our mates, his parents, or, or my parents. <laughs> we had a very enclosed life. And what Mike would do is I'd be nearly at the end of my like story or joke and Mike would jump in and interrupt and just get the credit, get the glory. And so one time at the dinner table, I was like, oh, yeah, I real quietly. I was like, bro, do you mind if I, um, if I tell that story to mum and dad? He's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. So I got through most of the story, was just about at the ending, and Mike jumped in and finished the story for me and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if I was an adult scientist, I would have grabbed a kitchen knife. I was just too young to know that that was an option. <laughs> that murder was an option. Yeah. I, love, I love this when always when you're a kid that you do something like that. There was one time that when we were coming home from the islands, Jack and I went fishing because we saw this massive school of squid. So it was Jack, me, and my uh, deckhand. See, he, he knows how this ends already, so he's already embarrassed. We went squidding, and the deckhand caught, like, three squid. I caught two, and Jack caught none. And this is when I was, like, six and Jack was eight, and we're just on the walk back after we docked the boat and we're walking back, and Jack just begs me, tears in his eyes, is like, I, can I you say... <laughs> It's okay to cry. He begs me, he's like... He He begs me, he goes, can you just tell mum that I caught one of them and you caught one and then we'll both be winners. (laughs) You're a winner, Jack. You are a winner. You can tell people that you made one of those stories up. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, did you want to add something? So this isn't the first time I've heard of someone stabbing someone over a similar situation. Mm. So my brother used to have these two friends that they were... They're about a year, 18 months apart. They were really close in age. They're almost twins. And similar sort of thing, they'd had a really fun day and one of the brothers was telling the story and the other brother kept, like, over-talking him. And they'd obviously just had enough of each other because the older brother just grabbed his knife that he was cutting his steak with and just put it straight through his hand into the table. Oh. And Steve is just sitting there just like, oh, my God. Like, he already knew that they were crazy and that he shouldn't probably be hanging out with those kids and he really didn't want to stay over there that night either. And so he, like... Full on came home that night at midnight. Mum had to go pick him up. And he was so stressed. Like, he said he's never had such a panic attack before because they had to unstab the knife because the brother couldn't lift his hand off the table. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, same situation. Brothers just bring brothers. <laughs> so you're sweet, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that might be... That might be us. Well, this comes to the uh, end of the podcast where we do a happy story to, uh, to, to, to bring it all back together and make everyone walk out of here feeling good and not thinking about getting stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a class of kindergarten kids surprise a hearing-impaired janitor with a performance of Happy Birthday in Sign Language. A kindergarten class at Hickerson Elementary School in Tennessee sang happy birthday in sign language to Mr. James, who is the beloved janitor who's also deaf. James has worked at Hickerson Elementary for 15 years and has been with the school district for 30 years. A video posted by the school's Facebook page shows him gasping in delight and holding back tears as the classroom of kids do a sign language version of happy birthday for him. It's beautiful, man. I've seen that video too, and uh, it really is. Mm. It really is bloody nice. And then the guys, you can see the guy's heart melting as he's as he's getting that happy birthday from the kids as well. Hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming Cheers. to hang out on a Saturday afternoon. We really appreciate it, and we just want to say um, a special thanks to our Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar, with, uh, Leanne and Shane, for having us here today. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. And one more time for Bill Golding. Good on you, mate.
keep stealing Jack's stories. <laughs> and uh, again, this podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, frothies.com. For all your... It's, it's legit, man. <laughs> for, for all your drinking apparel. And Thank, Huawei. And, oh, and yeah. Huawei. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.